Hi, lovely listener. Just a quick note. You're listening to an episode of the podcast, which was recorded before the show changed its name to Tea with Kings and Queens. So now you know. Enjoy. Tea with Queens is proudly supported by Kelzo Jewellery, an LGBT family-owned business, hand-making, short-run, bright, stunning earrings at affordable prices. I'm currently wearing my leopard print lightning bolt pair, which I love. Kelzo Jewellery also donate 20% of profit from their pride collection to different LGBT charities. So head over to rtransitionallife.com slash shop to see their gorgeous wares. That's rtransitionallife.com slash shop. Hello my loves, it's Carly Deering and welcome to Tea with Queens, the podcast where I chat to the most exciting performers in the world of drag, burlesque and cabaret. Today I'm chatting to the fearless and fierce Birmingham icon Black Pepper. We chat about fashion, dance, growing up in the Caribbean and Catwoman. Enjoy! So today I'm thrilled to be speaking to the iconic, the award-winning, the fierce femme fatale that is Black Pepper. Hi. <laughs> Hi, what, what an intro. <laughs> oh, well, it's well deserved. I'm, I'm so thrilled you're talking to me today. Thank you. Um, uh, you're welcome. I have to say, when I ask other queens who they enjoy watching, your name is the one that comes up the most. So <laughs> it's really nice to be talking to you. Um, so let's start. I, how would you describe Black Pepper and where does she come from? Um, Black Pepper is a fearless Black queen from the Caribbean. Um, so I'm from Birmingham. I'm a local queen in Birmingham and I've done drag for over a year. And Black Pepper is basically just all that I wanted to be as a, as a young child. But Basically, I've overcome all that, and now Black Pepper is this fearless alter ego persona that takes over the world. She's a supermodel, she is a dancer, she is an entertainer, she has zero fear whatsoever. So, that, that's Black Pepper. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, so, yeah. you mentioned that you, you come from the Caribbean. What was it like growing yeah. up there? Uh, growing up in the Caribbean, it, it, it had its pros and cons in, in the sense that it's like a, a tropical island. It's really nice. And um, then the con is that it's not as gay friendly. It's really homophobic. So that was a struggle growing up there. Um, hence why I live in the UK now and I can do what I want. So, yeah, it was a bit it was a bit of a struggle um, being myself there. I couldn't really fully um, be the person that I wanted to be and I had to act a certain way and I had to dress a certain way. <laughs> so um, I think bottling all of that up for practically most of my life is what led me to now doing what I'd love to do. Yeah. And how old were you when you moved over here? When I moved in UK, so I'm 27 now. and I've been here for six years. So I was 21 when I came here. So I've been here like six years now. <laughs> And how, why did you choose Birmingham? The scene in Birmingham looks really well, exciting. So it, it started off really with Coventry. So I applied to university in Coventry and I got accepted. So I did my biomedical science degree in Coventry. So I did that for three years. And then I came over to Birmingham where I did my master's. So that's kind of how I fell into it. And then I just decided to live here. <laughs> 
So were your first performances as a drag queen in the UK? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I never did drag until I came to UK. It was just like a Halloween night out, and I decided, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dress up as Catwoman, and uh, just really, <laughs> really. <laughs> oh, talk to me about Catwoman because I've seen you do some incredible Catwoman looks. So that's something that stuck with you. Yeah. Okay. So as a kid, like. I love I love comic superheroes and stuff, but Catwoman is always just that one that stood out to me. I don't know why. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman has been like an obsession of mine. And I always say that whenever I do Halloween, whenever I can dress up for Halloween, because in the Caribbean, we don't really do Halloween like how you do it in England or in America. So when I finally came to a country where I can just like dress up for Halloween, I was like, you know what? I have to be Catwoman. <laughs> And I decided to just be Catwoman. I went out with my friend and it, it was so much fun. And then the guy who owns the club or who books like dancers saw me and he was like, would you be interested in working at the Nightingale? And I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it a try. And then it just, it just started from there. And then um, Waishi, who was the only other black drag queen in Birmingham, approached me to do, a, um, asked me if I wanted to perform for this thing called Second Self. So it's where new drag queens showcase their talent. And I did that and it was really good. And I had such good feedback and that's basically when it started. Like, it just took off from there. So what was your first performance? So my first performance was Catwoman at the village. Um, it was a night when Waishi had um, some performers coming over and he asked me to perform it. And I was so nervous, but I was like, you know what, yeah, I'll do it. Because, because I'm a dancer, so I grew up as a, um, a dance back home. I was into theater and stuff like that. So I can perform, but I never did it in drag. That's the only difference. So it was a challenge for me. I was a bit scared, but I was like, you know what, I can do it, I'll do it. And I did it and I was really proud of myself. And if it wasn't for overcoming that obstacle, I wouldn't have been talking to you right now, you know? <laughs> That's phenomenal. How did you get over the nerves? Because so many queens I've spoken to still get really nervous before they perform, even if they've been performing for a while. I, so what I do is I usually have, okay, this is bad, but I usually have a shot or two. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, then I just tell myself, you know what, like, you're a first performer. Because I am a first performer, I know I'm a good performer. It's just that I've never done it in drag. So I just put myself in that mind frame that it's nothing any different the only thing different is that you wear makeup and a wig that's the only thing different and once I have that in my head then I was just able to go back to my normal mind frame when I used to perform back home and then it was all good after that after the second or third time performing don't get me wrong I still do get nervous like even now but I'm not as nervous as when I started which is good so I could be more confident and when people see that confidence on stage something about it just makes them enjoy you even the more so well I mean you went from those beginnings to being the 2019 winner of the Church of Waishi which is yeah. pretty incredible <laughs> tell me about that what was that whole process like for you because that's an intense competition it was intense okay it was intense for me because number one I was new to Birmingham mm. and I kind of jumped into it like I kind of fell into the the drag thing um, at the time in my head and I was like okay I'm just going with the flow and then I realized well this is a big competition there's a lot like a lot of friends that I made were actually in this competition as well and I was like "Ooh!" and I'm a very competitive person and I didn't want like that to get in the way of my friendships but it was like at the same time I just really wanted to 
prove myself that I can do something. So it was, it was also like, I had to prove something to myself as well. And I went into it and I had many ideas. As I said, I did theater back home. So I just wanted to do everything I had in my head, like for years on stage, finally. And I just thought of like, oh, I'll be in a Barbie box. I'll have some dancers. We'll do a circus like theme, which seems simple in my head, but apparently it wasn't as simple. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that and everyone was just like, whoa. And looking back at it now, I do see it was, it was a little bit much, but I'm really happy with it. Like I couldn't have changed anything about it. It was one of the proudest moments for me personally, like overcoming um, every time I look at that performance, I think of where I came from. I thought of how much work was put into it, rehearsing almost three times a week, getting the schedules of the dancers to correlate so that we can meet up. Uh, the nerves and the sleepless nights because I was up stoning outfits and painting the box. And it was just a lot. It was really a lot. But in the end, it paid off. And it was just like when I won, like, I literally just cried, not because of like, the emotion but I cried because I just thought of how much work I did put in and it actually like it worked out and that's really it was a good experience honestly and I always thank Waishi for that because if it wasn't for him like pushing me to do it I wouldn't have done it so yeah yeah, yeah it's worth saying if you can google this if you've not seen it these were productions weren't they you had dancers and all sorts of stuff on stage. These were mega productions that you took along to this competition. Um, What what did you learn about yourself and about your drag? Did your drag change after the competition because of what you went through? So I learned that. So when I came to Birmingham, I observed everyone else's drag and I wanted to be different, you know, um, being the the second black drag queen in Birmingham and also being new to drag, I wanted to understand myself and see how I can develop my own style of drag. I don't want to be like any other drag queen. And during the competition, I saw other performances. There was burlesque performances. There were drag kings. There were um, there were so many other different kinds, like um, goth and gory and punk. And I just was like, okay, I, you need to figure out what style is your style. And when I started, it was like, oh, he's a Beyonce queen. He just loves to do Beyonce numbers because that is my comfort zone. So I did start with Beyonce. And from there, I decided, like, you know what? I love PVC. I love latex. I love bondage. That is, like, my aesthetic when it comes to attire. But then I can do any kind of music, really. So I want to show people that my style of drag is flexibility and um, diversity. I can do basically many different styles. I don't want to be, like, stuck in a box. But at the same time, I want to stay true to my background, my Caribbean heritage, Every now and then I would do a number that's like a number, a song from back home. And it, the crowd would really enjoy because it it's a song that they've never heard. It's really lively. It's really out there. And the energy that I bring is the energy I would have like if I was back in Carnival where I'm from. So it is something really refreshing and different. So I think my style is just fine tuning the balance of um, 21st century music, pop music, mixed with bondage, mixed with Caribbean heritage, like all summed up into one. Because mm. music yeah. and looks, like fashion is so central to your performances. So you said yeah. you, you danced um, since you were growing up. Did you study any of the uh, other areas formally? Did you study fashion formally or no, interests of yours? I, I didn't. I, I wish. Okay, so 
my parents didn't want me to go into fashion and all that stuff. They didn't think it was a real career. So hence why I did biomedical science in university. But in my free time, while I would be doing that in uni and studying, I would have my hobbies. I would do street dance. So I was part of street dance committee when I was in the Coventry University. And I would always draw portraits. I would paint. I would design clothes. I had a few fashion shows. And people would think, people swore that I studied fashion, but I didn't study fashion, you know. It, it seemed that way, but I didn't study fashion at all. And I just, I really enjoy it. And it's just something I do in my free time. I really have a passion for it. And I do it when, whatever chance that I get. And I show it in my photos. I show it in my videos. And people can see the passion behind it, mm. which I'm really thankful for. Yeah. Wow. Can we talk about your digital drag? Because it's been <laughs> phenomenal. Um, what's that whole experience been like for you? Because yours have been like, you know, music videos. Oh, my God. Well, as I said before, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I don't want to blame it on being a Virgo, but... Um, <laughs> perfectionist and okay so when lockdown happened I didn't even know this was I didn't even know how to edit a video let alone mix music I used to ask one of my friends to mix all my tracks for me so I'm not really techno savvy in that sort at all now I am <laughs> so I feel like <laughs> lockdown lockdown has pushed me out of my comfort zone in like just oh I'll just let my friend do it to now you know what I'm gonna find out what app I can download see if I can edit on my phone, see if I can edit on my laptop. And kid you not, like, so when lockdown happened, I started seeing everyone doing these digital videos. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not that kind of person. I, give me a stage any day and I will turn the house. I will do the splits. I will go on my head. I will, give, I will you know, dance the house down boots. But to do a digital video, I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it initially. And then... Um, I think why she messaged me and he was like, oh, there's a digital show. Would you be interested? And I was like, mm, well, first of all, I'm staying at like my friend's house and I don't have my makeup with me. I was just making up excuses because I was just so scared of the idea of having to film myself because I don't yeah. feel like everyone's forte really. And then I, saw, I thought, you know, I came just try it out. If you don't like it, then don't worry about it. So I gave it a try. and asked my friend to record me I thought of the ideas I thought of the locations because I go to the park almost every day I love to walk and explore and you know hiking up that so I thought oh my god like if I do a video here and then this location and that location in different outfits then I guess it would be okay so I did it not thinking it was going to be no big production once again <laughs> and did that and I sent it to mother's meeting when they had the digital show and the feedback was like out of this world, which made me realize like, was it really that good? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when I did that and everyone was just blown away, they were like, everyone started to like, well, people, different people started messaging me that they wanted me to be in their drag show, which was a huge deal for me because I felt honored to be, I didn't think I was even worthy to be in half of these drag shows. Um, some of them had Peppermint, some of them had drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race and from Dragula in it. And I felt like, wow, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be involved in a show with big queens like this. So I was really excited. And that is what encouraged me to continue making more interesting videos like this. 
and I really was able to express my creativity, um, whether it's through fashion, whether it's through um, my dance, through my art, I was able to show that in my videos, which I'm really thankful for. Because in the beginning, people just saw me dancing and they didn't really know what else I can do. And I feel like through these videos, they were able to see another side of Black Pepper, which I'm really thankful for. So is this something that you enjoyed? Because I know, obviously, there's no audience there. You're not getting anything back. And I think for some, it's taken a lot of energy out of them. How did you feel about the process? The process, okay, so filming, to me, is the easiest part of it. Because, okay, so before I did drag, I did some modeling as well. So I'm really accustomed of being in front of the camera. So I'm not camera shy or anything like that. So I feel like that really made it a lot easier for me and when it came to editing this was where the challenge came in because i had to make it seamless make sure my mouth moves to the lyrics and make sure the lighting is great make sure everything looks perfect nothing is showing like you know when you're in drag there's so many things they're picky about and i am my biggest sabotage i would look back at a video and i'd hate it completely and and i would over record and over record until i have like 10 Mm -hmm. of the same bit because I'm just that person and it's kind of annoying, but I, I just wanted to make sure that what I put out is just the best quality and make sure that everyone can see how much work I put into it and enjoy it as well for the art form that it is. And um, yeah, it, it's, it has, as I said, it's helped me a lot. Um, I didn't know anything about editing videos and now I do. So I'm thankful for lockdown in, in that sense, I guess. And um it's also made me more aware of other drag queens all around England, if anything. So that's another thing I'm thankful for. People who didn't even know who I was, um, they, they saw my video and they messaged me and they were like, oh my God, Black Pepper, your video is incredible. And that's really encouraging, you know? Sometimes we can, it's okay to hear some encouraging words because we put in a lot of work and we want to get some kind of validation or hear some kind of encouragement in that sense and that really did encourage me i'm not gonna lie and i felt like okay like people who i never met are now seeing who i am encouraging my art um appreciating it and my social media literally skyrocketed from really from lockdown i'm not gonna lie and um when the black lives movement happened as well then i'm very vocal and political so i started speaking my mind and sharing different things on my twitter and on my instagram and a lot of people who didn't know who I was again <laughs> started inboxing me like, you're so encouraging, you're such an inspiration mm-hmm. for um, speaking up um, with a platform that you have. And I, I, don't, I don't think I'm someone I can call as having a platform, but I do appreciate the fact that there are people that do go to my profile, who do look at my story, who do actually learn things from what I have to say on my story which makes me think, wow, like, it doesn't matter who you think you are, you do have a voice at the end of the day. And that is just the best thing really about Instagram and social media, because you can use your voice and people who are not really educated on certain topics can learn from it. How else have you coped with lockdown and sort of looked after yourself? Because you've obviously been busy creating your art, but how else has it affected you? Because there's been so much going on and to deal with. It, it's it's affected me more. It's still affecting me, if, if I'm honest with you, because I'm still not working right now. And um, with all the shows that I've done, 
it's I didn't really care about the money. I'll just put it out there. You know, some shows um, tip the performers and stuff like that. That is necessary, yes. I'm not going to say it's not. But I did most of these things just for my sanity because I was kind of going a little bit crazy at first, thinking about finances and thinking about um, my career and thinking about different things. And lockdown has affected me so much more than I thought it would have in the sense that um so I, when i worked at night when i worked at nightingale um before lockdown i love dancing i think most of the happiness in my life comes from entertaining so when that is immediately cut off you start thinking whoa what do i do now like <laughs> like was my life just this is this really where most of my happiness came from and i had to really dig deep down and think about um what i can do to um, just be human, I guess. And I started exploring, um, oh, actually, I love to hike. I love cycling. I love doing yoga. I love cooking. And I really love cooking. So that was like, okay, every day I would say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to bake banana bread or Saturday I'm going to go hiking in Sutton Park or I'm going to go cycling or I'm gonna um, look at videos to think of what my next video is gonna be about. So I think I thought of ways to keep myself busy and I learned about myself so much more as well during lockdown, which I'm sure a lot of people have because a lot mm -hmm. of people didn't know what they actually loved until they had no choice but to think about what they can do. Um, <laughs> I'm not the kind of person who just would sit down and just watch Netflix all day. I'm kind of, I have a lot of energy, so I need to find ways to like burn it or do stuff. And yeah, it just, it has really been like self-discovery for me with lockdown. Do you think it's changed the way you'll approach Black Pepper when you get to perform live again? Oh, definitely. It definitely will. Because of lockdown, I feel like I won't take any moment for granted because we just, you think everything is perfect and you're always going to be on stage and you're always going to get a gig. And then when lockdown happens, you realize that, you truly cannot afford to be in that situation. And I have some gigs that are upcoming and I'm thinking that whenever I perform again, you will see how happy I am to actually be performing because I haven't done it in such a long time that I just, I can't wait. And I'm so grateful to be doing it back again. And that is like the main thing I've learned is that you, time is valuable. You just never know what's gonna happen. You wake up tomorrow, you don't know what's on the news. And if anything, I'm just like really grateful that I've started drag and I've got to this point. And whenever I start performing again, I will give everything. I will give 200% because I don't want to go through lockdown again. <laughs> yeah. I wondered what you thought of how drag has been taken up um, in this country, sort of in popular culture. What do you think of drag race and all of that kind of thing. You mentioned some of the queens from there before. Yeah, um, I feel like there's two sides of it. Like Drag Race has helped a lot of people who didn't know what drag was to understand what it is and to realize, oh, drag is, is not just for one gender, it's an art form and it's something that actually makes people happy. In another sense, I feel like a lot of people base that, base the TV show on expectations of what they think drag is supposed to be like, which is not the case. Mm -hmm. I, um, as I said, when I came, I didn't, uh, I didn't want to be like any other drag queen. And um, 
I feel like too many people do base it around RuPaul's Drag Race and compare what a polished queen is supposed to be like and expectations of what a, a performer is supposed to be. You're not, you don't have to be dancing the house down. You don't have to be doing death drops. You don't have to wear a garment that's more than your rent. You don't have to <laughs> do any of that to be a fabulous drag queen. And that's the only negative thing that I see that people, um, they connotate it where, oh, drag race is what drag is. And um, that is a little annoying to me because a lot of the times I would be performing or I'd be on stage and people would be like, you remind me of Raja or Vixen or, and I'll be like, really? <laughs> it's like, is this the only thing you can, you can't tell me anything original, but you compare me immediately to that. So that is, that is a bit annoying. Um, Apart from, however, I do appreciate what the show has done in the sense that um, the show has changed my life. I didn't, I was the kind of person I used to say I would never do drag, ever, ever do drag. Um, which is crazy to think because I, I didn't even think I would be doing it now. But people change and your outlook on life becomes different as you become older. And as I become older, I thought, you know what? I had to stop think, stop caring what people thought about me. As I said, growing up in a Caribbean island, um, you you are just so used to hiding that when you stop hiding, then you realize that like less are given. If I can say that, sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, when I came here, it's like all the walls that were in my life just came crumbling down, and I was just free and liberated and. I was like, why not? Why can't why why can't I not do drag? Like, I don't I don't care at this point. If you don't accept me, then bye. <laughs> I'll do what I want to do, and it just started from there. And uh, with with the right now, I'm thinking everyone's like, oh, Black Pepper, do drag race, do drag race. I don't have to do drag race to feel accomplished in life. And this is what I feel like a lot of people need to understand. Yes, it's it's a show that will change your life. Yes, because you'll be on TV. BBC, Netflix, wh- wh- whichever one you're on, VH1, I don't know. But I feel like more than anything, I use drag as something to make myself more confident. It's um, even as a boy, because yes, I'm confident when I'm in drag, but as a boy, it's rolled over into that to make me confident even. And it's noticeable, which is crazy. Friends who knew me when I was younger, they meet me now and they're just like, you're so different. Like, what's changed in your life? And I'm like, well, I do this thing called drag. <laughs> and they're just like, you what? <laughs> and I put them pictures and videos and they're just blown away. And I'm like, yeah, it's not, no, I don't want to be a woman. Let's get that clear. I just enjoy dressing up as one because it's something I really enjoy and it's an art form. And then they get it. And that's really what it is. <laughs> So you mentioned before how competitive you are. Tell me about Eurodrag because you're the winner for England. Oh gosh, yeah. It's crazy. I didn't even remember to bring that up. Eurodrag. Okay, so when I won Church of Waishi, I was like, I won a competition. Yay, I don't need to do any more. <laughs> then Eurodrag came up and I was approached to do it. And I was like, oh, another competition. Because I know how competitive I am, I already started thinking, well, I'm going to have to think of what I'm doing for this. And your drag was also a, a test for myself. Everything I do is to build myself up. And I didn't want to like miss this opportunity to see, okay, I've never been in a, a competition like this where 
it's like every week is like semifinals for Birmingham, then finals for Birmingham, then you go to Stoke. So there were so many rounds to it that it was constantly making me anxious. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, oh, okay. Anyway, fast forward to your drag. Um, I, I did it. I was really nervous. A lot of people think I don't get nervous. I don't know why. I'm human. I do get nervous. So I was really nervous for every single one of them. But I did it. I thought of my number. I researched it. I always research the competition I'm taking part in and see what I'm up against, who I'm up against. Um, so I did it. And I, I, whether I won or not, I just wanted to do it as an experience to myself. Obviously, I'm competitive, once again. So that played a huge role. But I did it. I won the semifinals. Um, was really proud of myself. And then when I found out that I had to go to Stoke, then I was really nervous. And I was like, okay, I need to give everything. So just like Church Hawaii, I started rehearsing in the studio. I met up with my dancers. I thought of wardrobes, costumes, and we rehearsed like three, four times. And then when we went to Stoke, I did two numbers. I did my, cat, my infamous Catwoman number, which was the very first number I did in drag because it, it had a special place in my heart, so I did that number. And then I did um, the number that we rehearsed, uh, like a jazz disco number. And it was, I'm not gonna lie, it was, I had such good support. Like my Birmingham family came out in huge numbers that night. And it was, it was a bit emotional because like I'm performing and I just see all of them there cheering me on. And it really made me feel like, wow, like this is like my family because like my immediate family don't necessarily know that I, they don't support anything that I do if I just um, let it out there. So having the acceptance from my Birmingham family is really something I cherish. Like I really do cherish it and I, I, I wouldn't regret it. I, I don't regret coming here at all. Um, people ask me why Birmingham, uh, it was just, a thought I was like do I go Manchester where do I go and then Birmingham is close to Coventry so I was like okay I'll come Birmingham and that's really how I how I ended up in Birmingham but I'm really thankful that I did make that decision conscious decision of coming here and having my LGBT family and it, it's the best feeling in the world who inspires you? Who do you enjoy watching in drag? Uh, so many. Oh, okay. So when I came to Birmingham, there was Church of Waishi. So the first time I came to um, Birmingham to a gay club, it was in Nightingale. And the competition, Church of Waishi, which I won, was the very first experience that I had, like attending the actual competition. So I was with my friend Jordan, who's a drag queen as well. And he invited me to it and I sat down. I was just looking at everyone. And I remember seeing Lilith, who's a part of drag punk. And I saw Waishi with his tambourine doing his thing. And I saw Jenna Da Vinci and I saw Ashley Mark eating his cake. And I was just like, oh my God, like these, these queens, like they're so confident that they have, they have no fear whatsoever. And in that point in my life, I was still struggling with insecurities. And it really was an eye opener for me. And um, um, just to mention some other ones that I really love, like I, I love Jay Andre as well when he's dancing the house down boots. Obsessed with that. I love Siski, really hilarious. Love Taki. Um, pork pie, love a ballad from Pork Pie, oh my God. 
uh there's just so many like they're all like everyone's just so different that's the thing like you can't um pinpoint like what makes it your favorite because everyone is just so good at what they do in that sense but i just i just love all of their all of them because in their different ways really and what's next for you what do you want to do with black pepper in the future what would be your dream uh there's so much like i can't say everything because I want to keep it like, you know, secret to myself. I, I love to surprise people. So I like to not say anything and then boom, like, whoa, Black Pepper, like, I didn't think you'd do this, you know. I, I love that effect. I don't like telling everyone like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Because then if it doesn't happen, then it's like, well, you said you're going to do this. Why didn't you do it? But um, what I can say is Black Pepper is really taking storm taking it by storm at the moment like over the quarantine and lockdown my page has the content on my page i should say i've i've wanted to amplify it up like i wanted to show people a different side of me as i said the art side of me i'm a fashion model as well i enjoy fashion and i wanted to show that side of black pepper and i really enjoy that because on my boy account, that's basically what I do. So I transferred that over into my drag account. And I've been coming up with concepts and themes and um, ideas for different photo shoots and different outfits, like really high fashion outfits. Like I want Black Pepper's account to take a whole new direction. I will still be that energetic performer, but I'm going to show that, hey, like, my mind is really complex. Like there's a lot of things fashion wise that I think about that I want to show through pictures and people are going to see what's inside of my head finally. And um, I think that's the direction it's going to take just to keep it simple. Like it's just going to be really high fashion stuff coming from me from now on. A few videos. Uh, well, I mean, you've seen some of them, but I mean more like fashion videos now and some ballads and just some interesting things. I wanna go into YouTube as well and see if I can review like RuPaul's Drag Race, review the Met Gala, review, review red carpets. Like I, I wanna just go into that direction, you know? And it will happen. I don't know like how soon, but because of lockdown, I've had a lot of time on my hands and things are, I've been able to do a lot of things and I'm happy with the growth that I've in that I've experienced right now. So you will see a lot coming from Black Pepper in the next few months. I can guarantee you that. Fantastic. We can't wait. So what's your Instagram handle for anyone that doesn't follow you already and they're mad if they don't? Oh, so my Instagram handle is at I am Black Pepper, just like I at I am Cardi B. So it's at I am Black Pepper. And Pepper is P-E-P-P-A, like Pepper Pig. Look, that's a big, amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. I can't wait to see all the new content, but also I can't wait to see you performing live again. It's going to be uh, a, thank you. Thank a you. real experience. So thank you. You're most welcome. Thank you for the interview today. Hi again, it's Carly. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you want to find out more or get in touch, head over to teawithkingsandqueens.com.